The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. Welcome back to Old Space Show. I'm Brandon, and this is my co-caption, Jim. Good evening. Welcome to the Old Space Show. Yes, tis a a good space for the old night. Uh, This installment of Old Space Show continues our episode-by-episode travelogue through the second season of Space 1999, where the moon is knocked out of orbit, wandering through outer space, the population of its human-built colony hoping to stumble upon a new home. Today, we are talking about the third episode, One Moment of Humanity. A planet of human robots, but their complete mastery over those who have created them needs one further sense. They need the emotions that will enable them to kill, but can they learn from the Alphans? Well, I was surprised to find out One Moment of Humanity was not a title of a Carpenter's album. Like it, you know. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's too true. <laughs> All right. This one is directed by Charles Crichton and is written by Tony Barwick. He's a uh, new writer on the show. He was an uncredited character creator on Moonraker. Uh, <laughs> he, co- he was a co-writer with Jerry Anderson on the TV movie Space Police. He was a writer for UFO, uh, The Protectors, Captain Scarlet, and Thunderbirds. So he's got that connection. Oh, and uh, cult favorite, The Avengers. So. Yeah, oh, yes. Oh, and, and Danger Man as well, which was the uh, uh, show that spun off into The Prisoner, yeah? Right, Patrick right. Maguin, yeah. Supposedly. Well, canonically. Everything's there. The uh, guest stars are Billy Whitelaw, Lee Lawson, and Jeffrey ba- Bailden. Uh, Whitelaw is Mrs. Baylock from The Omen. And... And French, so many other things, though, man. Frenzy, Hot Fuzz, The Dark Crystal, The well, Merlin. so many movies that the Wikipedia just says selected filmography. Yes. <laughs> you know this is a working actor who's worked a long time. But yeah, Mrs. Blaylock from The Omen, of course. But uh, she was also in Hot Fuzz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as Joyce Cooper. And um, The Craze, which is a movie I like, uh, as the mom of the psychotic uh, twins. And uh, just, I mean, she's been in The Dark Crystal. Yeah. She's the voice of Agra. She's been in movies since 1953. And uh, up until her last role in Hot Fuzz. So many movies and TV shows. Right. A lot of stuff. And, you know, um, uh, Lee Lawson is no slouch either. He was in a bunch of stuff as well. So, mm-hmm. no, a, lot yeah. of stage, a lot of stage work on the West End in London. He's in Tess. Yeah, he was in Tess, uh, the uh, Roman Polanski's version of Tess. Madame Suzatska. Sword of the Valiant. <laughs> Sword of the Valiant. I've actually seen that. Yeah. And uh, uh, but yeah, he was a working actor for quite a while there as well. Uh, Belden, he was a Q from the Casino Royale that I don't recommend anybody watch. Um, and he's in uh, 
Star Cops. Uh, he was on Bergerac. He was Organon from the Doctor Who story Creature from the Pit and has a long history of British TV, which is like a lot of guest stars will probably repeat on this show. It's like they have a fabled history of uh, <laughs> British television. Which is just cut and paste like a, a boilerplate. <laughs> right. And many, many credits in British TV. Yeah, like that. And uh, the let's here. Here's the uh, you know notable offenders, Avengers. There's a little right there. You go, British TV. Uh, one moment of humanity. Uh, it has a couple moments in this. Uh, but uh, when we open up, Helen and Helena and Maya are trying on outfits for an upcoming party. Uh, two um, things, well, real quick. Two things about the scene. First of all, we learned Maya can change her clothes with her metamorph ability. Yes, she changes she, clothes. She changes her dress from like a really ugly dress to an even uglier dress. <laughs> and, right. and this is why Helena Russell is in an evening gown through the entire episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, I, do, I, I don't know why, <laughs> but for some reason this episode, she's wearing the same just like pink evening gown through the whole thing, so... Um, I don't, I don't think, uh, Martin Landa was complaining. No. Uh, but, uh, alarms go off for no reason. They head to the command center and find that the power and life support systems are failing and all the systems that, uh, they, as they fail, uh, everybody freezes like stop. And there's a flash of light and a woman appears. And, and then we, <laughs> a solid gold dancer appears. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much she's pretty very much. ornate like with a lot of gold lame stuff and and uh and like jewelry worn as clothing type situation um but it's just really funny it's like um and the thing that i've noticed a lot in the second season they didn't do in the first season is mm -hmm. the dramatic sting before commercial yep yep and this is like the dramatic sting one of the dramatic stings before commercial here it's like they're all frozen like they're playing freeze tag and for some reason when they freeze why are Helena and Tony like slow dancing or something? Did you notice how they froze? They were like cheek to cheek or something. I was like, what's going on with that? I don't get it. But yeah, they all like, it was like freeze tag. And then a solid gold dancer appeared and it was like this dramatic music. Bah, 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 and they cut to commercial. Commercials, which we don't have on Space 1999 that we had in the Heights. But if they were there, we talked about British commercials, governor. <laughs> So uh, this woman moves through the crew and she looks like she's looking for something. And the Alphans, they start to come back to uh, Kanan's like, who are you? What do you want? And she says her name is Zamara and she's from the planet Vega and Viva Las, Las Vega. Vega. Uh, and uh, she requires well, they drive Chevy Vegas. Yes. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, she requires two Alphans to return to Vega with her. And Carter and Koenig uh, volunteer, but she's like, nope, nope, nope. So it ends up being uh, Tony and Helena. Good and old another, Tony. I, I was just going to go. That's where, exactly where I was going to go. I'm sorry. It's just like they keep forcing Tony on us. Like, you will like Tony. <laughs> yeah, he's. You will dig this character because we're going to keep using him in major plot points over and over and over again until you do. We are stuck in a contract. He needs to be seen. Uh, yeah. 
Uh, I must have really liked this guy or something. Uh, maybe a dirt on the producer. I don't know. But, man, they're pushing the Tony. Yeah. Uh, they get to, like, she's, so she's like, hey, uh, Alpha can have 48 hours of life support. And then uh, Tony and Helena, they'll, they'll come back. And John's like, huh? And she's like, you don't have a choice. And uh, they go, they, in order to go to Vega, they just like wish to go to they Vega. They have to wish there very, very <laughs> hard. <laughs> like, I want to go. You you don't want to go that bad yet. Yes, you're not there or else you'd be wishing hard. You need to be wishing harder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, so that was hilarious. They, they get there and they're met by Zarl and other <clears throat> vegans. Is Does anybody ever? Vegas? No, I don't. I don't know. This might, this might be too obscure of a reference, but uh-huh. there's a movie from 1980 called The Apple. Yeah. Oh, not for I me, told, Jim. Not oh, for I me. I knew you would get it, dude. I'm just talking about the listeners. I knew you would be all over it, but like, if you, if you search the is, internet, you can find Jim and I talking about The Apple. Oh, saying. I know. I know. Uh, yes, we we did a commentary for it. So it's, it's an incredible movie. But these characters all remind me of The Apple. And I wrote in my notes, huh? Planet Vega is a nicely appointed patio space. Set in the land of Dairy Queen. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did like, I did like the uh, the score during this part. I was, yeah. I was, I was into it. Scores all over the place in this episode. Like they, they go from like the swingy, uh, like swinger jazz music to like uh-huh. very dramatic strings, like on, like it's on the turn of a dime. And then they also have a penchant in, in the second season, especially I've noticed, for having dramatic music for have nothing happening. Like they'll play the most bum 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 bum, like nothing's going on. There's nothing to warrant that kind of music. There it is anyway. But my favorite part is when they landed on Vega and Sarl looks at him, refresh yourself. <laughs> <laughs> refresh yourself. Has anyone ever told you that in your life? Nobody's ever told me that. My <laughs> Come in, refresh yourself. Refresh yourself. F5, 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 F5. <laughs> So uh, yeah, they're off food, but when uh, th- there's a uh, a number, he places a dish in front of Helena. He whispers like a robot. He whispers a warning, telling her not to react as they expect. Right. And he tells her that if they display aggression, they will be killed. Well, there's the yeah. You you mentioned the androids. They're mm-hmm. just like they they're all they're all dressed in gray. They're humanoid. They have plastic faces. They kind of look like THX eleven thirty eight. Right. Yeah. Ops. You know, with the, the like half helmet in the face or whatever. But the one like leans over and they give Helen this food and the food I guess tastes terrible or something. And it, yeah. and the robot's like, uh, you know, uh, don't don't show any aggression or they'll kill you. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Oh, it tastes delicious and they're like, Oh, you lying scandalous tart or something <laughs> like that, you know, like, right. really, like insulting her. And then she's like, You have some too, Tony, and she's like trying to encourage him he goes, Oh, it's delicious. He goes, Oh, shut up, you, you know, simplest fop. Why don't you be like a real, like, it's just like, the, they're like the planet of condescending assholes. Right. Um, it's just so funny. But it's just like, they're like, we're, we're just not used to eating food like this. That's all. Yeah. Just not. Calling out as liars and trying to antagonize them. It's like, it's like the worst 70s swinger party, like you can imagine. <laughs> right, right. Uh, and I got, I got to point out Zarl. That's like a wonderfully lame duck science fiction name. Yeah, Zarl. Zarl. Vega. It's like Carl, but with and, a Z, because Zs are science fictiony. The, and the guy who plays him kind of looks like, 
he doesn't look like the guy from the Blue Lagoon, but he looks like the guy who was playing the guy from the Blue Lagoon in Top Secret. Yes, yeah, yeah. I know that's another deep cut, deep reference or whatever, but that's what made me think of. Like, oh, here's this, like, tan-cut guy on a planet covered with ice and snow. Right. Okay, sure. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they, they get through this whole ordeal, and they're locked in a room to consider the impoliteness that they have displayed. And Tony's like, what's going on? She's like, hey, this guy, this this robot told me this. And he's like, are you supposed to believe a robot? And she's like, well, I do. And they have to, they they seek out to find it again. And I got to mention when they break out of their little cell or whatever, and they zap the cell and get out, they go through the same hallway, but it's shot from three different camera angles. Right. It's the exact same like set hallway. It's weird stone, kind of thing going on overgrown but they come from one end and they film them from the other end to give it that illusion illusion like it's a mm-hmm. longer hallway than it really is and it really stood out with the way they edited it it was it was kind of funny uh, they also well like tony is like he still has his blaster on him right. too and he's like why did i still have this and then they find the, the number and they follow it and they go into a big chamber and there's a bunch of robots but um guess what jim they're they're not robots they're they're in a styrofoam cave first of all yeah <laughs> but it turns out that the zarnians or the vegans are the androids and the androids are actually humans what mm-hmm. yeah up is it, down left is right dogs and cats living together in sin <laughs> <laughs> oh god how could this be uh yeah like so like in these you mentioned they look like uh uh, the robots that look like THX-103, they kind of look like something that would be on the Avengers, too, the old TV. That yeah, they, especially with the numbers and the very, like, old, mm-hmm. like, mod uh, typeface for the numbers and stuff. Very, yeah, yeah, definitely, for sure. The They wear the mask to, like, avoid being caught off guard and displaying any strong emotions around the the uh, robot, the real androids, and they they want to kill humans, apparently, they may find a way to shut down the master computer that controls the vegans. And Helena and Tony ask where the master computer is located, and he tells them. And they're like, all right, thanks. And they go to see if they can de- deactivate it. And they go to this green. They really like green energy in this season. Have you noticed yeah, that? Like every episode like got some sort of green energy effect to it. And uh, it, it backfires on them. And the uh, two main androids, Arl and Zamara, and they tell them, hey, you're supposed to stay in your room. And they're like, oh, well, we were like worried about our friends. They're like, well, you know what? Why don't you go back there? And they're like, we can't. And they're like, you can wish it to Just happen. wish yourself back there. Wish yourself to happen. And they then they go, and Alpha is so, empty. I just want to go over this explanation again real quick, if I can, because it made my head hurt the first time I tried to figure it out. So they built an AI. The AI took over. And evolved into like a perfect android human form, but they don't have emotions, so they mm-hmm. can't learn to kill because they can't learn get the emotions to kill. Yeah, because I mean they just can't kill physically, but they need the emotions to be able to kill. Or I'm just I'm, I it just lost me there. I like I rewound that a couple times. I'm like, like they need a spark or something. They, uh-huh. They're missing the spark. Oh my god. On Al- Empty Alpha, it's haunted looking and kind well, of. Well, you, kind of cool. you mentioned that you, you forgot they wish themselves back to Alpha, but nobody's yeah. there. 
Yeah, that well, no, oh, that's what I said. I said we went oh, back to Alpha. Yeah, nobody's there. It's haunted. And you know, remember what I said about production where they were going to do episodes with Landau and Cast and Barbara Bain and Cast and try to. This is obviously one of those mm-hmm. where it's because he's there briefly and it's her and Tony for this whole episode. But uh, they start to. And this sequence goes on forever. Yeah, and it like oh it's, my God, it's a it paranoia thing. It's a paranoid thing. She's like, oh, did you drag my coffee? And he's like, hey, are you trying to kill me? Like, And they're trying to, they're becoming on edge. But then they realize they're not really on Alpha. It's a, they're mis- getting Mission Impossible, uh, Mission Impossible. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're Simon like. Tag pulls off his mask in the court. No. Uh, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, Zamara and Zarn. <laughs> it's so funny just saying their names. Uh, we're watching them the whole time. Trying to antagonize them into killing each other so they could learn how. Right. Which I still don't get, but whatever. <laughs> I'm just yeah. going to go with it at this point. And so, like, Zamara goes back to Alpha to talk to Koenig, and she selects Othello as the model for her plan, and she thinks, like, she can do, uh, make Tony jealous to kill, and Koenig's right. like, it won't work because he doesn't love Helena. I do. Tony loves Maya, which is what the script keeps telling us, but I'm not sure if that's true. And uh, so she I, I, takes Maya quick, and Tony. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I had a couple of notes here I missed about the, the sequence with Tony and, and Helena real quick. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. When they get there, they're all alone. They're no one there. They're totally freaking out. Empty alpha. He says, here, here's some coffee to relax. Right. Only in the 70s, right? Would right. Only in the 70s. Here's some cocaine. Then, Why don't you? Here's, yeah, here's some cocaine. Go chill out. And then <laughs> their atmospheric control. Again, I know I've called them out for dumb controls and dials mm-hmm. and, and devices before, but why would you have a big off switch for your atmospheric control? <laughs> right. <laughs> when are you going to turn that off? Is that going to be something you can clean and you got to turn it off or something? I just didn't understand that. And then when they brought them... Um, the jazz music in this part is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like the paranoid jazz music. It's like, it sounded like, uh, um, oh my God, uh, like Gil Scott Heron or something. It was blowing my mind. Um, and um, it's just, uh, it was just a weird and long and strange sequence. And then when they finally realize what's happening, they just start laughing at each other. Right. Because that pisses them off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the androids off. Um. <laughs> Oh man, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. But, Let me do. Well, this episode, this is Tony Verdeschi's chance to shine. Show us he's got some chops. Right. And he's just vanilla with no presence. And yeah. luckily, Barbara Bain carries what's kind of I I've overall a solid episode to me, mm-hmm. but she carries it because he is. And I like the way she reads the stories, like Zatanna or whatever her name is. I know, mm-hmm. I know it's not Zatanna, but I keep calling her that because I know that character from DC. Right. Um, she reads. She puts up these pods, and like puts them up to her forehead. <laughs> it's like, oh, Julius sees, and then sits it down and picks up the next one <laughs> and puts it up to her forehead, like she's reading through a pod through her forehead. It was pretty great. <laughs> Maya sneaks away to dissemble. She like so. Zamara brings Koenig and Maya to Vega. And Maya goes to disable the computer there, but learns doing so will destroy their entire planet. Mm 
So she returns There's to Zara. She to put those on the same circuit. Right. Yeah. That's a mistake. <laughs> uh, so, like, what they do here is, like, oh. so Zamara <laughs> wants a, like, robot fuck party whoa, 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 in front whoa, whoa, whoa. of everyone. Rewind. Oh, you missed something here. You missed something. I'm sorry. Okay. I need to bring up. Maya first turns into a parrot because she sees a parrot. Oh, that's there. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So she flies as a parrot to the force field. Then when she gets to the force field, she notices there's a gap on the ground, like under a door, like a door jam or something of the force field. She turns into a bug to get under the gap in the force field. That's how she gets to the computer. Oh, my head hurts. I'm sorry. It was just funny. (laughs) All good. Um, But... So, like, Zamara wants this robot fuck party in front of everyone, complete with some erotic sci-fi score to go with it. it. like choreography was their religion. Yes. <laughs> and she says, emotion is a weakness. We can use it, but we can never become its slave. <laughs> and there's like, oh, gosh, this is just so... So... She's like Zarl's trying to seduce Helena in front of John, which like Helena's right. like, I don't want this. Like, what are you like? What yeah. are you doing? <laughs> and then Koenig's like, turn it off, turn it yeah. off. Yeah, Koenig thinks it's gonna work somehow. <laughs> He's like got his hand over his face. It's like, <laughs> uh, John John grabs Zarl and punches him. Uh, and he, having seen violence, the Vegans are now ready to kill Zamer to kill uh, Zamera orders like Zarl to kill Alphans, but as he prepares to kill John. Maya explains that the androids are all linked together, and if one link can be broken, their collective will perish. And Helena tells Zarl that he is no longer like the others. John tells him to take the final step and become human. Zarl doubles over and evolves into something so, more than he was. Can I ask something real quick here? Yes. Like, when he punches him, that's supposed to teach him how to punch? Yes. Is that what it is? I guess. Like figure out how to punch? I really that whole concept of them trying to having to learn violence and learn how to kill from emotional humans was just like blowing my mind. So like, Please, sir, he, teach he me a violence. Him. Yeah, he punches him, and then he looks up. He looks at his hand like he's never seen his own hand before, and then right. he makes it into a fist, and then he starts punching random statuary everywhere in the room. Every- <laughs> I could do that. Punching a vase. He punches a statue. He's like, ah, that's a good idea. Oh gosh. Um. So hilarious. He uh, he said, like, now feel love. Take that extra step. Um. Well, Helena holds his fist. Right. Like, please. And then Katie jumps in. You know, while you like you said, take that extra step. And then he makes this episode eponymous by saying the title. Right before, like the, right? the, yes, he the does. computer blows up, right? Yeah. And like they're all dying, all the androids are falling down, and he's about to die, and he's like holding on to Helena and Koenig's hand. He's like, at, at least I was able to experience one moment of humanity. <laughs> I was like, shit, dog, that's the title, man. Boom. Ooh, boom. We don't have a <laughs> we don't have a title for this episode yet. Does anybody know of something? The editor's like, I have an idea. On my beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. So yeah, that's that's pretty much what happens. Um the numbers freely the the human robot people, they take their masks off and be like, ha, surprise, the aristocrats. Um and, 
it was like Space 1999 a go-go there. Like, right. Yeah, like, and then um, the Zarn, like, getting all cringy with Helena and stuff. It was so weird. Yeah, it was it was wicked. Um, but I like... Uh, Storyline-wise, I like it. Some of it doesn't fit and all, but right. uh, it, it, there's something really good here. Even at, like the third act kind of goes wa- off the rails a bit with the the sexy dance seduction thing. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, a little weird with that. It, but it kind of uh, there's like a weird version. It's like a weird version of the Star Wars trope, you know, like or Star Wars. I'm sorry, Star Trek trope. You know, teach me of this love. You speak of Earth Man, you know yes. that kind of thing. Always <laughs> the other side's like, teach us how to kill Earth Man, you know. So hold me like you did on Naboo. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a it's a solid little you know episode in this one. Yeah, it was entertaining. I'll I'll take this one as a win. I'll take this one as a win for uh, this Definitely. one. But some uh, in the season that weren't as win winful. Just you wait till next episode, folks. Um, oh, boy. So that'll do it for another Moon Buggy adventure. Uh, in the meantime, Jim, where can people keep up with all your things? Well, uh, every week I'm on Nothing's On, uh, the podcast uh, hosted by myself and Daryl Taylor at Donnie Salvo at taylornetworkerpodcast.com. We go over the week's uh, news and reviews and weirdness. Uh, lately, right now, we're, uh, we're covering all, as many as we can, of the fall TV shows. And my, there are a lot of them, but we're covering quite a few of them. And if you want to hear a little bit about each new show as we watch it and our take on it, Bobby's listening on that. And that's it. Uh, also, I'm available on the Walking Dead TV podcast at uh, hhwlod.com. We're uh, winding down the final season of The Walking Dead, and it's all very exciting. And we're over there going episode by episode, as we have been since the very beginning of the show. So join us there. Excellent. Hashtag sexy robot dance. And I'm on Twitter, Instagram, at BradforkUHD, written work at whysoblue.com. Uh, Brandon Peters Show is always back show, and always fun, and you should always check it out. But until then, Alpha out. Now, here's Brandon. <laughs> <laughs>